Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. This week, I'd like to talk a little bit about reporting season. Now, some stocks were hit really hard following their results or reporting of results to the market. If they disappointed, we saw that on a few stocks. And in the next podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of those shares. Now, Australian reporting seasons typically around February, March and in around August um, each year. So it's important to mark those on your charts and make sure that you're aware of when those dates occur because it, we can see an increase in volatility in share prices around these times. Also, ex-dividend dates are another important date. Now, you may be trading stocks that when you went through reporting season and watched the results, you may have thought that the company overall had had a good result and yet the share price corrected. And you might have been a bit disappointed about the market's reaction to the forecast, which is what the analysts are looking out for, not just whether the company has met expectations or exceeded expectations, but has the forecast um, or does the forecast indicate growth opportunities moving forward and, and above expectations is the ideal scenario. So there were some companies that disappointed in this area. I had an email from a trader who um, told me that she chooses not to trade during reporting season and even in the lead up to reporting season. Have you ever thought about that as part of your overall strategy and how you might manage it? Or do you just find that you're best just to write it out and stick to your rules? Someone also said that they sold before reporting season. So they cleared out their short-term portfolio of stocks and and liquidated the stocks, hopefully according to their rules, um, before reporting season started. Now that can have its pluses and its minuses as you might find that there are shares in your portfolio that have a really strong rise during reporting season while others take a dive, but overall it may balance out. Interesting that during the recent reporting season and even through June, we've seen the market trade sideways. So the the market overall hasn't reacted to the downside um, in a significant way to the results that have come out. What's really interesting is to look at the figures in in a big picture sense. So um, step back and have a bird's eye view at Australian company profits and look at that in relation to where we were 12 months ago. So this year, 67% of companies were up, 33% of course down. Compare that to previous years, it tends to be, and if we look over the last five years, say it tends to be somewhere between um, 60 percent and and 70 percent is is the normal figure that we, we're seeing for profits relative to a year ago and how they're improving which is a good result for our market so to see 67 percent it's not out of the ordinary it is on the higher end of what um, typically occurs so I think in the last 10 years the the largest um, percentage figure occurred back in August 2007 uh, when the market was really bullish. So 89% of companies were reporting um, an increase in profits relative to the prior year. 
So that's something to bear in mind. Um, back in August 2010, and you'll remember the fiscal cliff in 2011. So in August 2010, 70% of companies actually re- reported profits, um, an increase in profits relative to the prior year. Um, in August 2008, interestingly, that was right in the thick of the GFC when the, the market was falling. There were the percentage of companies that were reporting increase in profits relative to the prior year, that was up at 73% of companies. So this is really interesting. You've got to think about it in terms of what does that really mean? So when we're coming into a market high, um, this indicates that we may be seeing an increase in the percentage of companies that are reporting profits. And that makes sense. The market's always factoring in performance six months in advance of where it is. But then when the market was in decline, remember back when the GFC hit, the fundamentals were still indicating that companies were solid and that that people should leave their money in the market. But then there was the big flush out um, later in 2008, uh, which proved the market just wasn't stable and that um, a lot of investors and big funds pulled money from the market and moved them into other areas of, of investment. Of course, we saw our market fall in the order of 55%. So I guess what I'm trying to say by this is it's important to look at each year's figures, but to look at it in terms of a big picture sense. So if you can get your hands on the data from the reporting season and you want to make sense of it, it's a good idea to have a look at it relative to what the overall market has done and compare that. But generally, um, say in the last five to seven years, we've seen... um, company profits increase relative to the prior year and it's been somewhere in the order of 60 to 70 percent. Now where things get quite interesting is when you're looking at what analyst expectations are. Now the market can be quite reactive in relation to that. So if analysts are expecting a company to report with a certain forecast and they they miss or their their actual result misses expectations then we often see the market punish that share, especially in these times right now. So I'm looking at a graph here of profit results relative to market expectations. What has happened this year is around 39% of companies have reported above um, analyst expectations, 31% below. So when you add those numbers up, you've got 70% have actually reported outside of what analyst expectations were. Now, how consistent is that, do you think? I mean, if you look at the graph, you can see it isn't very... And you can understand why when um, analysts are, are formulating their opinion on the fundamentals of a company and what the company is likely to come in at, there is a big uh, area or room for variation in the results. You often see that when analysts um, provide estimates, there can be what they call consensus estimates where... Many analysts um, put in their forecast for what they expect their profits will be or their revenues will be. And looking at the figures over the past few years, I can see that generally um, it's somewhere but in the order of 30 to 50%. Now, if we look back over the last couple of years, so back into 2015, I can see that this time in 2015, there were 43% of um, companies reported profit results above market expectations. So if I look back over the past couple of years, I can see that in August 2015, 
that Australian company profits um, were above expectations to the order of 43%, 47% in February 16, 42% in August 16, and in February 17 it was 45%. So we are slightly down on analyst expectations in this current reporting period, but analysts can get it wrong, can't they, obviously? And in terms of what came in below expectations, 31% over the past few years, it's been somewhere in the order of 20 to 30% of the, of the expected figures. So it's not out of the ordinary, and it's probably a bit more consistent in the last couple of years than what it was prior to that. If I go back further into 2014, there were 50 plus percent um, of companies reporting above market expectations. Now, it's possible at times the market lowers its expectations and gets it wrong. If I go back to 2007 and we have a look at what was happening around 2006, 2007, there were around 49, 47, 44 percent of companies that were actually uh, reporting results above expectations, whereas uh, very small percentages, less than 20 percent in a couple of years there, the results were below. So it does swing wildly. Opinion can swing wildly. The mood of the market could have an influence on expectations. Things are being factored into these results that um, may not eventuate. And that's the um, prerogative of the analysts who are coming up with these forecasts. Looking at history and where we were back in 2011. So if you remember, the market was actually down in 2011 and the results that we have this reporting season in terms of the profit results relative to market expectations are more in line with the way things were back then when the market was actually quite subdued. So overall, it's important to look at each stock on its individual merits, consider what's happening in the market in a big picture sense, but always look at the chart to make sense of that those results and see what the market really thinks. Because if there was this bearish sentiment about the market, then the market would have been falling for a number of months now, but instead it's been trading sideways quite consistently. And even if it does fall out on the downside after reporting season, I would expect it to be short and sharp before we see a recovery. But I'm tending more towards the bullish side that we're more likely to be up while still waiting for confirmation of that move. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation.